2: What's popping? I didn't know who's going to talk first since we didn't discuss it. So I just just jumped in there. Remzo, what's happening, man? It's SPC pop where every other week, Remzo and myself, we take a break from just looking at some older comics and we talk, well, we talk whatever we want really, but anything related to comic book culture and such. And this week we're going to break it down. What Remzo, something you wrote about recently.
0: We are covering everything going on at the DC studios Which feels weird to say because it's almost like they should have had one for a while. But yes, we have allowed the turd to kind of sit in the toilet for a little bit. Uh, It's been over a month and the details have just kind of settled, especially now since everyone has pretty much come to one of two camps. They either absolutely hate everything that James Gunn is doing or they're more or less ambivalent. I have yet to see anybody say, yes, I actively want this new course. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go ahead and pull up that video that many of you have gone ahead and already created satanic effigies of, wishing curses upon uh, this, this old man. And um, we're just going to go ahead and give our thoughts. And, I mean, Mark, before we get started, I was pretty lenient to jump to judgment when it came to this, and over time, I've just grown angry.
2: Well, that's how these things tend to work in general. There's uh, some kind of announcement. Maybe it it peaks a little excitement. And then you remember who you're dealing with. And not not even just James Gunn specifically here. I just mean you're dealing with huge conglomerates, giant TV studios. And whenever you're dealing with studios like that and you're dealing with a lot of money, you're dealing in the hundreds of billions of dollars when we talk about across a bunch of projects, uh, there's going to be execs that get involved one way or another. So now this is the Gunn-verse and he's going to have free reign and kind of be the Feige. But that's for now, you know, who who knows how many times um, companies get sold, who actually owns and controls DC, who controls the movie rights um, by the time, you know, this stuff all plays out because he has a pretty, pretty big vision and I'll I'll give it credit for being a a grand vision. It is a grand vision. So, I mean, there's that. Maybe I don't know exactly what the point of the grand vision is or or where he's going with it, but nonetheless, he's laid something out here. So we're going to, instead of just talking about everything, we're going to, we're going to let James Gunn tell you in his own words Uh, before we do that, Remzo, just what are your thoughts? Prior to all this stuff, prior to James Gunn being brought in as the head honcho at DC, what did you just think of James Gunn as a director overall?
0: As a director, I never had a problem. Um, you know, uh, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite horror movies. I didn't know I he liked. did that one.
2: He did that one. I uh, only know about Guardians of the Galaxy and what, uh, you know, uh, Peacemaker. I don't know did what You else ever
0: watched Scooby Doo? No. The live action like, one from 2000? No. He did that with you a. Say, pretty- you say this
2: as if I should have. Well, it's. It's not what, I wasn't 7 in 2000 like you. I was, well, was in my 20s. Well, what's
0: weird about it is like that movie hasn't really aged well because as people go back, there's a lot of stuff that's like not for kids in that movie, which is kind of weird because he was making it more for like, you know, an older audience in a way, which is I mean, it, it satisfies in these for kids, but like going back, it's like there's some inappropriate stuff in there. Um that I don't think should have should have probably been in there. That movie has kind of soured <laughs> on me. But, you know, I, I like the Guardians films. I think he's a I think he's a good act. I think he's a good director. I think he knows how to cast people. I think he doesn't get enough chops for being a brilliant screenwriter. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he is talented, but I don't believe he is the most ethical person. I don't believe he is really playing as fairly with others as he's saying that he is. I don't and follow I, behind
2: the scenes stuff at all. What what are the ethics? Well, he he screwed
0: over Henry Calville. Henry Calville went ahead and said that he was brought back as Superman. And James Gunn said no, that was never a
2: thing. But not by James Gunn. It was, Gunn. Like it was Gunn. by the previous, previous but,
0: folks. Right? But nah, he he tied Gunn into it. Now, of course, it had to do with Danny Garcia, um uh who was the rock's uh, you know, producer, manager, ex-wife, all those things who brought him back. Like it was a whole thing. Long story short, uh Henry Calville tried to not make it seem like it was all james fault but it was pretty much his fault and so i'm Calvin not saying it's out. not his
2: fault i'm saying james gunn didn't bring him back in the first place so if he happened to have a dir- different direction he wanted to go it's not like he brought him on and brought him off he only brought him off it, is my, it's, is my point.
0: it's a whole messy thing but
2: i don't right. i don't like how i don't like how it was handled i don't have a dog in the fight so whatever
0: I'm in I'm I'm team Henry. I'm team. I mean,
2: I like Henry Cavill and I want to see him as Superman. I I have that dog in the fight. I just mean, I have no strong opinions over whether James Gunn should remove him or not, because if it doesn't fit his vision, then whatever they gave him, they gave him the role so he can do it if he wants. But it's it's certainly not a fan pleasing move on the surface.
0: Yeah. I mean, last week he also went ahead and said that um, Ben Affleck, he had met with Ben Affleck and that Ben Affleck was really excited to direct a D.C. film. Uh, ben Affleck sat down with People Magazine and straight up said, I'm not going to direct anything that is led by Gunn. Good luck to them, but I'm not involved. So, I mean, Gunn is like putting out all these things, talking about like all these meetings with people. And then the people come out and they're like, that's not what happened. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, uh, I think it's uh, Mark Berlancey who did the uh, Arrowverse. I mean, he wasn't even included in any of the meetings. It's like, um, Uh, All the people that had worked on the Arrowverse shows have some way been integrated with the new DC studios, except to him. And it's like, that's just kind of a dick move. So, you know, it's just there's a lot of weird shit going on. And it seems like each time he goes ahead and announces somebody being involved with something, everyone is like, no, we're not involved.
2: All right. Well, we can just sit here and talk about James Gunn behind his back, or we can welcome everybody, our guest today. Buddy, I'm James, James Gunn. Gunn. Hold on, I, I fired mm. that off too quickly. Look, it's our first time experimenting with watching a video and commenting on it. But this is a good time if you are an audio listener to head over to the YouTube, where you'll be able to see my expert uh, streaming skills, which did take a lot of behind the scenes figuring out to get this video of James Gunn to you. So you'll obviously be able to hear it on the audio as well. But we're just going to look at, at this video that came out maybe a month ago ago or so, and there's been some n- other news that's trickled out since then so we're gonna see what james gunn has to say and i will uh you know feel free to chime in whenever you want remzo i'll pause it if i need to or obviously i will pause it for myself so that being said here it is mr james gunn everybody i'm the co-ceo
1: of dc studios
2: so as many of you know dc i hate these this youtube style of like little camera cuts where they're just zooming in like like a centimeter and zooming back out they should hire paul
0: joseph watson to do that shit
2: just let someone talk (laughs) on camera for an extended period of time
1: without jumping i don't need these jump cuts they drive me nuts anyway moving on c has been disconnected in film and television for a long time and it's one of Ah, and then they do it again the the zoom out is to come in and make sure the dcu is connected in film television gaming and animation
2: Okay. Let's stop right there. What do you think just about this overall concept of, because there's, there's things I like about it, um, that he wants a coherent DCU where you see the same characters, the same faces, um, representing these characters uh the same actors representing the same characters across multimedia across tv across film across video games before we get into his specifics just what do you think about the overall concept here which i don't think that's ever really been done i mean marvel obviously very in- interconnected um with their movies and now the tv properties but that this is like an extra step beyond that of also including cartoons um you know video games having all those actors play all those roles
0: I am, um, you know, with with the actors portion of it, I don't really know whether that's necessary. I, I really don't like I don't have anything against it, but it's like. You know, it, it was never one of those things that bothered me before. I never had a problem with, like, you know, Obi Wan in the movies uh, for Star Wars being played by Ewan McGregor and then there being another actor playing the character's voice in, like, Clone Wars and stuff like that. And those were as interconnected as you could possibly imagine. So, I mean, I'm not for or against that. I think that's interesting and that's gone. Uh, you know, be a big commitment for whoever signs on because these aren't just like, you know, a few film contracts. You're talking years and you're talking multi-property contracts. So, I mean, that's going to be big. Secondly, you know, I think what I found refreshing about the DC universe over the last couple of years, and, you know, I'm not denying it didn't have problems, but like, you know, I liked different flavors of stuff coming out. I liked the live action shows. I liked the films. I liked the animated stuff. I liked the video games. I always felt like they were all done intentionally. Um, to be good properties and while people might not have liked everything that came out at least there was a good flavor and i felt like if one property didn't do as great um you know others didn't have to suffer i mean we had titans which was a trash show but we had uh young justice which was a phenomenal series and now it seems like all those great projects are kind of being halted for the sake of this um you know singular universe and you know with marvel I I feel kind of dragged because I haven't watched a couple of the Disney Plus shows. I don't I don't know if I'm going to watch a couple of the movies, but now I feel like everything is so woven in together. At some point, I'm going to be lost to me who has spent my entire life putting time and money into this lore and everything else. I'm afraid of falling out with the canon. And at least with DC, you had exit points for people. You had different flavors that people could come to accommodate. But I don't think I'm as married to the idea of everything needs to be in one single universe as I once did. I think, if anything, there's some value to it. I mean, people might not like Josh Whedon's Justice League, but they can at least go ahead and see a great Batman movie or a great Joker movie. I think what they're doing is that they they're they're falling into the trap that Snyder and the early um, Warner Brothers producers did, which is they want to compete with Marvel so badly. They want to try and just outdo them at any point. And while they think that they can follow this and maybe stagger it out across a couple of films, unlike what they did early on, which was a couple movies and then Justice League, I think what they're doing now is ultimately going to shoot them in the foot. I'm not very excited about this.
2: I wonder if this whole interconnectivity thing prevent would could preclude them from getting certain actors for a big project, like if some awesome actor, I don't know, Harvey Keitel, is he still alive? Harvey Keitel's I'm just, I'm just still alive. <laughs> as Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> I'm just doing weird weird fan casting here. Uh, just for an example, yeah, okay, well, fuck it, let's roll with it. What, what about this? Joe Pesci as uh, as the Penguin, how about that? You like that one?
0: I, um, I think that would pull off. Alright, so they, they, they
2: want to get Joe Pesci for the Penguin, right? But they have all these other TV shows and video games and Joe Pesci's like, yeah, I'll be the Penguin and whatever's and they're like yeah but you, we need you to come into the studio and record uh 70 more hours for uh video games and also then you need to be commissioner gordon in this other tv show with a uh, batgirl we're gonna do blah 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 so then it's like joe pesci's like fuck this shit i'm not gonna do all that or like they just can't work it out because he's got too much i going mean they on.
0: barely managed to handle the actors that they had under contract i mean we didn't even see superman's face for like three fucking years until bl- the end of black adam and they wouldn't even show you wonder woman uh or superman in Peacemaker season 1. So it's like you got these people on contracts. How do I know you're going to use them? This sounds like a commitment to use them, which is what I think he understands and I think and he says this in other interviews. He understands how the studio screwed up. So maybe this is his way of fixing it. But I mean, you can't you can't lock down a Tom Cruise for this. You can't lock down a Robert Downey Jr. You can't lock down any of these uh, heavy hitters unless they really love it and there are people who do really love it like jason momoa that man needs the money he could go ahead and do the video games and the shows and everything chris hemsworth over at marvel has said he'll do anything and everything for Thor for as long as fans want so i'm not saying that you don't get big a-list stars who are willing to do it but i mean that really narrows down the pool because that's a big fucking commitment
2: you just, I just pictured Tom Cruise as Batman and Joe Pesci as the, as the uh, penguin. And I, now, I wanna, now I want to, now I want to, I would love Tom Cruise as Batman. It would be absurd and awesome. Do you know that Tom Cruise has exactly two faces he makes? We've, we've recently done this analysis uh, watching eyes wide shut. And then a, a number of other movies, confusion
0: has, and anger.
2: Kind, well, no. So confusion and anger are kind of in, in one face. He's it's, it's the concerned face that that's the face. It's this, and then there'll be some zoom-ins on him, whatever. That That's one That's one overall look. And then he has a uh, sarcastically laughing face. <laughs> like on Oprah. <laughs> and and sometimes you think he's going to be concerned, but he, he he pivots and goes sarcastic laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, like on Oprah, yeah. But he does that in all his movies. And we've realized that you can break down every single look on his face into one of those two categories. Anyway, a little tidbit about Tom Cruise.
1: My life is enlightened. All right, enough about Tom Cruise. Back at James Gunn. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go!, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity.
2: Oh, so everything I just said isn't actually true because we're also going to have else worlds where everything is different. So now we're just back to how is that any different than?
0: but that's going to be that's going to be very limited, and they're only doing that with the stuff that the studios know will give them money and know because they already were were successful, like Joker and Batman. Because they're not going to do that. I don't see them expanding. I think that I see them simply uh, concluding.
2: It's more like we'd be stupid not to keep making these huge movies, which are obviously going to be huge again uh, with Batman and, and Joker, two or what have you. We got Lady Gaga here, so we're not backing out of this one, uh, but we're not going to incorporate this into anything else, essentially.
0: Yeah, I would like to see them propose new original projects under that Elseworlds banner. But until then, it seems like they're just trying to wait out
1: the, the current franchises. All
2: right, Mr. Gunn, take it away.
1: Now Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First we have Shazam, you know when he's he's saying Peter and I got very lucky to you know Discuss these
2: projects. This is his way of totally spinning. We got really fucked because we had to come in and, and somehow like work our way around these other like four movies that were already almost done being made. We already can Batman, so our Batgirl, so we got that out of the way, but uh, we can't do anything about these movies coming out. So yeah, I'm just gonna shut pretend down the Rock. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna pretend that I'm excited about them. Anyway, going, moving on.
1: Fury of the Gods. Shazam has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that i really love that resets the entire dc universe and then to-
2: speaking of tom cruise to tie him back in apparently he saw the flash and said it was a fantastic movie
0: i feel like they paid him to say that possibly
2: i'm i'm very curious about it. if it wasn't i mean the only thing i don't like about the movie is i just can't stand ezra miller even besides this the all the personal stuff and the i want to the-
0: see the movie succeed but i don't want ezra miller to
1: does that yeah. make sense? That does make sense. That's how I feel, too. All right, moving on. Move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into- These jump cuts to me represent all the times he had to stop because he-
2: Doesn't was... believe it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> how do I- Yeah, Blue Beetle, really excited about this. Fucking fuck. Take it again. Do, all
1: do right, Blue Beetle. To? Can we about can it.
0: this still? Can we can this?
1: All right. Tell me more about Blue Beetle, Mr. Gunn. Aquaman 2, which leads oh, directly- Blue Beetle
2: lasted one He's like, yeah, Blue Beetle's a great movie. Anyway, Aquaman 2, that's got Jason Momoa. So you're going to see that, right, ladies?
1: Come on. To our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So- He glossed over those so fast. He said I don't nothing think he about those.
0: I don't think he even knows what's going on with Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Because one minute has the Michael Keaton, then they refilm everything with Affleck, and now apparently has no Batman, and they keep cutting scenes out of Amber Heard. Uh, Jason Momoa was even caught on a hot mic at one point saying that the movie is garbage. Uh, other leaks have come out basically saying that it's just has like these horrible audience. Didn't it reactions. actually test
2: worse than Batgirl tested It tested worse can? than
0: Batgirl. So, I mean, but they're not going to a Canon
2: Jason Momoa movie, I guess is the difference. No, they,
0: they can't do that. So, I mean, Aquaman, the lost kingdom is just like this, this like
2: Frankenstein
0: monster of a movie. Lost movie. Yeah.
2: Well, all right, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I watched this when it came out and I, 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 do not remember how fast he glossed over those movies, especially the last two, because you know, like he's like, Oh yeah, the flash, which sets which sets up everything that's gonna come. And then then we have these other two fucking dump movies that I have nothing to do with and I just have to put out, and I don't even know how though that's explained by what happens in the flash and how it connects to the new DC DCU. So I'm just not going to address it. Moving on.
1: Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to ten year plan of what DC Studios will be in film television and gaming this first chapter is called gods and monsters now this what i'm about to tell you is a part of the first chapter it's not the entire first chapter oh this isn't even the first chapter what do you you think it just about is you're shaking your head i hate i I
0: fucking i fucking hate this
2: why is the first thing he's announcing creature commanders (laughs) this is just this
0: is just like this is somebody trying to really sell you on something that they know is just not not gonna pan out and this is not this is not this is where's he should start he should have started with fucking superman that should have been the first thing i mean come on this is this is dc they own all their shit first up here's
2: what you've been waiting for creature commanders
0: (laughs) i just i i just don't i i I fucking hate this. Don't tell me. I want to be surprised. I don't want to hear all the plans and hear how it just kind of phases out. Give me some quick previews. Make me wonder. Instead, I feel like I'm just being being sold something that I'm not gonna like. And I didn't like this at the beginning. And each time I see this, I'm like, you know, this is just not how you do it. This seems desperate. This seems fucking
2: desperate. And I don't like it. I might even like Creature Commanders, but it's not like what you it. lead with. This is yeah, not what you like lead this with. This is
0: not like. This is just not. This is the, this is DC Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, the Trinity. You start with you don't immediately Mac. think
2: creature commanders when you hear DC comics. No,
0: yeah. All right,
2: moving on. There's I didn't even know who commanded. they
0: were before this.
2: <laughs> Me neither. I don't know who they are now. It looks. I like recognize Br- Weasel. I recognize Frankenstein. Oh yeah, that's Weasel and Frankenstein. I think and the Bride of Frankenstein. Two Frankenstein characters. Anyway, moving on.
1: Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same, in the same movie their voice as who plays them in live action.
2: He's already hedging. He's already saying usually, usually. Yeah. He just told us the whole purpose was to interconnect all of this. Now he's already backpedaling 30 seconds later. Usually. Yeah. The next project up is Waller. This is like, really? These are your these are your debuts of the of this new DCU. It's it's fucking creature commandos and Waller starring. I think the same actress who seems he does pretty good at the role, but But I'm I'm already confused. I'm already confused. Is it connected to Peacemaker and Suicide Squads? And this is the new. Oh, So
0: here's what he refuses to say. All the Peacemaker and Suicide Squad stuff that he did has absolutely remained the same. I.e., he doesn't want to fire his wife.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, That she's
1: that the actress, one of the actors, the blonde one. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't fire her either. Anyway, the story of Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Violet Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker, and this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story. I'm going to pause every time Remzo shakes his okay, head. Right?
0: Watchmen. Why? Like Doom Patrol, I get.
2: But why are you even bringing up Watchmen? Wa-
0: Watchmen. I mean, that show. Why you were supposed to improve things? not bring back everything that made them worse
2: I never I I couldn't make it through really only one episode of, of that watchman show you and just I, watch
0: it through the end and you're just disappointed at the end of it, each episode
2: is the joke that I am I am the watchman and I'm the one suckered into watching it,
0: it it's you know what's funny is I know you're joking but sadly it's somewhat like that
2: oh really it's oh, like we
0: are we are the watchers it's and it's it's atrocious
2: I really hope that's not, is it worth watching for being bad or not even on that? You know,
0: I will say is
2: that if you want to
0: watch it, if you want to watch it as like a precursor to all the events that happened in real life in 2020, you'll watch that show and be like, what
2: shit were they telling us? All right. Maybe I'll watch it with that, that context. Probably not though, if I'm being honest,
0: have an adult beverage and some other intoxicants because it's the only way to get through it.
1: That's out of this world. And I can't wait for people to see it. Okay. Next up is the big one. The true beginning of the DCU. This is called... Why didn't he lead with it then? Why don't you lead with it? Number
2: one. How is Creature Commandos the first project? I just can't get over this. And then Waller. I'm not saying don't do them even, but if you're going to debut with something, can't put those to the side a minute and put your nose to the ground and make this Superman the best fucking Superman you can possibly make, even though you're already not using Henry Cavill. Which I get if he really wants to do a younger year two type Superman. okay. Cavill doesn't really fit that role that well. But man, lead with it. How is this the third thing you mentioned?
0: Yeah, this is it's a it's a atrocity that this was not the very first thing and that this is not the one film that they're saying is going to set the stage for everything.
2: By the way, I did check out the uh, I'll probably talk about this more in a Patreon show. I think I'm going to start going through my pull list a little bit, bit now that I have a little bit of a pull list, I did read the new Joshua Williams, uh, Williamson, Joshua Williamson. I think he's a Williamson Superman. And um, I liked it. That's all I'll say. I just read one issue. I liked it.
0: I'm, I'm hearing That's good things region. about that. I'm hearing good things about Superman lost. I think I'll wait for a graphic novel to come out.
2: My comic guy, he tried to sell me on Superman lost, but I don't fully trust Christopher Priest right now. So we'll see. I might go back to him. We'll see. Moving on. All right. Tell me more about Superman, James Gunn, which you should have done two minutes ago.
1: Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm written by me. This is all stuff that's written by him. And that's why it's the first stuff that's coming out. Anyway, in the middle of it, I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay. The
2: next thing is a big premiere. All right. So are you excited? It's just a little over two years and three months away. 27 months or so away if James Gunn's timeline is accurate till the debut of Superman, is that Superman Legacy? Is that what he called it? Superman Legacy. All right. What do you just think about, let's try to put emotions about Henry Cavill aside for a minute. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. You love Henry Cavill as Superman. Everybody loves Henry Cavill as Superman. That's not what's happening here, so let's just try to toss that to the side. Otherwise, what do you think I want to say? It's not starting his DCU, but it is at least the first movie. At least the others are just these like little side projects. What do you think of his choice to not only restart it with Superman, but to do so with sort of a younger year two style Superman?
0: I, I'm more Well, I will say it does excite me about this movie is that it's not going to be an origin story. I think, um, you know, yeah, we've we, had enough we, of
2: that. Yeah, like we've had enough of that. It's, it's at Spider-Man levels where we just saw like three versions of the origin in, in the, the 10, 15 year span. Yeah. We don't need that anymore.
0: Everything is indicating that this is going to be highly based off of All-Star Superman, which is my favorite Superman story. Um, Is that the Alan Moore one? No, this what's is the the, one, the, one I'm the, of? the Alan Moore one is, um, you know, the, Grant Morrison what, is also yeah, Superman. Uh I think it's I think it's Mark Millar. All right. Well, you um Alan Moore did What Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which is actually a, that was actually an inspiration for All-Star Superman. All-Star Superman's kind of like it's Grant its own Morrison, name. it is Grant Morrison. It's Grant Morrison. Yeah, yes, I mean sir. it's 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 really good. I really love it. I really like the animated film that came out in like two thousand nine, 2010. If he is following through, which is why I think they're showing so much imagery from All-Star Superman, all the promos for Legacy I think that'll be really fucking good so well, if, i'm i'm excited for that
2: if there's one thing that's clear to me is that yes james gunn is a comic fan but he is a comic fan of a very certain era and that is like mid to late 90s to like late to the Remzo era basically um, yeah. and he really loves grant morrison and that is not the first time that this will that'll be clear during this which can be good yes. or bad I like Grant Morrison, but I think at times the reverence that some writers and creators have for Grant Morrison can lead to them trying to Grant Morrison up their stories, which is what we're seeing right now with Chip Zdarsky in the main Batman book. I'm just reading it because I want to see how Grant Morrison he takes it, because he's kind of got me hooked in 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 that way. Um, but I'm, but it's not great, to be honest, and it's it's and you can tell he just wants to Grant Morrison it up, and that's my fear of James Gunn. Are you going to take your reverence for Grant Morrison and Grant Morrison everything up? And to me, there's a place, there's a place for Grant Morrison esque stuff, but it shouldn't be everything. And that's when it becomes everything is when it becomes I start rolling my eyes. I agree. All right, yeah. good. No, no need to discuss further. that. very good. Who, who, I mean, are you happy?
0: Are you happy that they're skipping the origin?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I don't need it again. I don't see any reason to. I have questions, but we'll get to those in a bit.
1: Series called. Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns. Ooh, I know. I know you like them using that Earth. That Earth I, 2 look, Earth like, like.
0: I I. I'm when I was like giving that face. It's not that I don't like the idea. I love this idea. Don't show me the Earth One Lantern and
2: then take it away and then They're take just, it away you're like you better give me these la-. Now they obviously Every- chose this image for a reason we're seeing the Hal Jordan and John Stewart from Green Lantern Earth One which Remzo and I have reviewed way back uh on the first iteration of Second Front Comics should be in your feed if you look up just Green Lantern Year 1 not Year 1 uh earth, earth one, one earth one, yeah, earth earth one, one. Year that's, one
0: that's a fan favorite i sent out more copies of green lantern earth one to some of our patrons than uh, any other book and this everyone who's read it has just been like this is one of the coolest stories i've read in a long time
2: indeed so yeah and, and i enjoyed it as well so uh, look if they if they stick to somewhat to the look and feel of that i will be a fan
1: but that well i'll let i'll let james explain John Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we have a few other Lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. Do you think it's odd to have a
2: terrestrial-based show for space cops? I mean, I get that space is uh, Earth is like their sector, but you would think a show like this would be much more space-centered.
0: Immediately, I'm thinking budget
2: <laughs> space costs money space earth costs is money. cheap earth is free they earth don't want right everything
0: here. to be on a on a green screen but you know well, i'm happy for
2: that i, I am so sick yeah. of green screen quantum mania everything's on a screen's green screen that if if it means i get some space cops doing street level crime type type crime solving uh, i'm okay with it now this is not feel to be, like
0: this should have been a cartoon
2: this is not to be confused with there was another green lantern series in the works at HBO max that has been up and down first. It was going to have Jon Stewart. Then it was going to have Guy Gardner. And then, and then, but this is not that series. That series apparently has just died and gone to the wayside and is now being yeah. replaced by this lanterns project. This is actually what I think because we, well, there was that green lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds, which is just we absurd. We don't talk about that, but besides that, and and of course the one scene in, uh, in the Snyder cut with the green lantern in the, in the flashback, we haven't really seen any kind of like real portrayal of a green lantern on, on, on the silver screen, so to speak, uh, not not in any kind of substantive way. No, again, they couldn't because... even get them
0: into the Snyder Cut. They had to go ahead and literally replace them with Martian Manhunter last minute.
2: Yeah, I think because they wanted to do that other Lantern series, so they're like, don't introduce a Lantern in there because people are going to be confused when we do this other series. Yada yada yada. Of course, none of this happened anyway. Moving on, but I am excited about. I, if I was yeah. going to choose one I've heard so far, I'm, I'm most one. I'm most interested in it because only, especially the way
0: it's described. Yeah, only because. I think they're going to channel the earth one
2: tone. I mean, with this, I'd like to think they didn't choose this image for, for no reason at all. So if that's the case, I think this is the first one we've heard that James Gunn's not writing. And look, I like James Gunn as a writer, I think, and, and as a director or what have you, um, my concern with James Gunn is it's like the type, Waititi thing, Taika Waititi came in and, and added some humor, added more of his style to the Thor movies. And then you let him go wild with it. And then, and then you get love and thunder, which is all just pure slapstick stuff. And I'm just, I fear that if James Gunn James guns up his stuff too much, it, it will change the whole feel of everything where it's, it is like Marvel now is basically all comedy all the time. And when that doesn't hit, it's just cringe. Uh, So I hope they don't fall into that same trap.
0: Patreon supporters can go ahead and hear the reviews of, uh, of peacemaker that Derek and I did about a year ago. We loved it, but I don't want to see everybody basically like peacemaker.
2: Me neither. Yeah, peacemaker was fine, but I don't need, I don't need eight peacemakers. One peacemaker is fine. I I will deal with that. Uh, All right. Moving along, Mr. Gunn.
1: In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU.
2: Now, I like that. I like the idea of them having this sort of like mystery crime, true detective-esque. I love true detective. So I think if, if it's true that it's sort of in that style, but in the DCU and in, in a similar tone, if they're channeling that Earth One tone and they're uncovering some mystery, like I like the idea of like... Like Not like every story is in connect- connected in the, in the sense that every character has to cross over with each other, but in the sense that some mystery or something might come up in a show that then if you also watch this other show, that thing comes up. You don't necessarily have needed to watch them all because I think that MCU is in that trap now where you feel like you need to watch 30 movies to catch up. So new fans are just like in the dust. Um, but I like interconnectivity when done in a way that it doesn't punish you for not seeing everything. If you just yeah. like the one thing, it's okay. But if not, you kind of get this little extra bonus.
1: Exactly. All right.
2: Now this is where this is where it's going to get
1: interesting. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project. No, oh, I are mean, no, shaking his head. Go no. on. Two,
2: two seconds in to shake your head. Why are you Ugh. upset about The Authority?
0: How could you do this without introducing the? How can you have the inverse Justice League before you introduce the fucking Justice League?
2: <laughs> That's the weird thing. I mean, I I like conceptually the idea of an authority movie. I don't like it. Later.
0: Later. Later or
2: as an Worlds thing. But now, but he's putting this, da- laying this down as part of the DCU. So you're telling me this DCU is going to have this authority come up. Like you said, we have the Midnighter and Apollo are like the two big ones that are basically the inverse um, Batman and Superman. So like like you said, so we're going to see the the knockoff Batman in this DCU before we see the Batman in this DCU. We're going to yeah. see knockoff Superman right after regular Superman. And yeah, it's it's to me. I agree. This is the kind of book, the kind of team that's it's cool to introduce in your universe. Like Marvel is going to be bringing in the Thunderbolts. Now, of course, I don't I don't really trust them to do it right, but nonetheless, they're doing that. After we've established that we had the Avengers and we've we've shown we've laid the foundation of what a regular uh, super team is. Here, we're gonna get the sort of inverse, sort of darker version of a super team before we get the super team. That that's that's very just
0: see. It's so it's so misplaced right now.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll hear him out because I do like the authority book in real life. So I'm afraid to see which is also what scares me because it's like this is one property that's never been ruined for me, even when they do things like bring these characters into the D.C.U. randomly like Grifter suddenly is in Batman. I actually always end up never hating it that much because I I, the characters are not overexposed to me and they usually do stick true to the characters pretty well when they bring them in. So even if they appear in some random book, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember Midnighter. I like him. Uh, So just don't don't ruin these characters for me. That's all I ask, Mr. Gunn, because I do still like them.
1: It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU, and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series called Paradise. Right, Isn't that different
0: though?
2: Did he say like,
1: anything else that day? You need that. Yeah, but that like you know, you.
0: you know, we're having a you know a morally questionable group of series. That's not that new.
2: No, I think we've seen that.
0: that. That's so overplayed. Like everyone is like, you know, everyone is 50 shades of Batman and the Watchmen. It's like, I don't know whether I should save people. It's like, shut up, man. He's like, like,
2: finally, we're going to deconstruct superheroes (laughs) because that's never been done. All right. Well, I'm open minded on it because um, because I want to see it done well. So if you're going to do it, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope for the best. Same. We'll see.
1: Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira. I could be wrong. I think this one's
2: also based on a Grant, a Grant Morrison Wonder Woman story. I could, I could be wrong gonna, there. Don't quote me. This Which is, is the birthplace be so fucking of woke. Wonder Woman. <laughs>
1: it's almost like... And we don't... we don't, Let's see what he says. Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of... Per- don't tell me... I hate, I hate when people do this. When people use... A description of something we
2: love and something that he knows people think is pretty awesome. You know, casting out the last season or two. Generally, people think Game of Thrones, and they think, "I this was a badass show." Um, I hate that. It's like, you, yeah. first of all, you're not going to be as good as Game of Thrones, so you're you're either setting the expectation too high. Or I mean, that's it. No, that's like, there's no, there's no, there's no, you're a, setting expectations too high.
0: Yeah. Like this is a horrible marketing practice. And this isn't like, you know, where's the beef with Wendy's? This is straight up. If you like this, then you will definitely like this. It's like, no, if people like that, they just go for that. They don't go for the substitute.
1: Indeed. All right. What does he have to say? Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman. Oh, we
0: glossed
2: over that one real quick. All right. So it's a Wonder Woman series without Wonder Woman. And Patty Jenkins, this is, you're fired. See, her Wonder Woman movie movie is gone. That was another one that was coming. A Wonder Woman 3, that's out of here. It's not even clear if if Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman or not. He acts, that's what else confuses me about the Henry Cobble thing. Maybe it's just the age thing of the movie they want to do. But it seems like he's starting. He's like, oh, we're starting fresh. We're just starting fresh. Then, then you hear, well, maybe Jason Momoa is sticking around. Maybe maybe we'll have Gal Gadot still. Maybe, oh, maybe Shazam. Ezra Miller. Maybe maybe even Ezra Miller. Suddenly you're like, oh, this seems like it was just Henry Cavill. Actually, now, potentially. I guess we'll find out. All right. So moving on. This is the one that I, I think is the most interesting to me uh, in, in many ways. So
1: let's hear what he has to say. Is the brave and the bold. The Brave and the Bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin you agree who with him Batman there? tries yeah. to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is
2: a... <laughs> even gonna, I can't even handle that Booster Gold is next, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so here's the interesting thing about this whole layout so far. Younger Superman. We're going to start with a year or two Superman, but we're also going to start with an old ass Batman who's old enough that he's already got a 13 year old son and was Batman when he conceived of that son. So he's if we're doing older Batman, why not just keep Michael Keaton or Ben Affleck? They're both they're both older grizzled Batman that play older Batman. Now, there is a rumor. That and I don't I don't know any, the veracity of any of this stuff, but there is a rumor that there are going to be three Batmans in the Flash movie. It starts off with Affleck before he messes up the universe. Then we know we get Michael Keaton. That's a, a very, very publicly known information. Oh. But there's a rumor that the that movie is going to end with a third Batman coming in and crossing over. And that Batman may be the one that stars in this movie. To be I, honest, I, I heard, with I, heard him,
0: I heard another one that said that it's going to be George Clooney. That's
2: one of the potential. There's only three people it can be based on that description, and 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 Adam West is dead too, right? So it's not gonna be him. Um, George Clooney, which would seem weird. Val Kilmer, but that's not possible because he can't talk. And Christian Bale. There's really no. There's nobody else.
0: I, uh, you know, Clooney, I, I would hate. I think, there, I think there's a lot, as we've talked about, I think there's a lot of intention with the artwork that they're showing. And once again, we have another Grant right, Is that why they're showing
2: me this, this Booster Gold wink face right now? Yeah. Well, I screen. mean, he, he hams, he hams it up. I would, lo-
0: I would love to see an actor who can ham up Booster Gold. But I mean, that's a that Grant Morrison run of Batman and Robin that they pulled that cover from is my favorite Batman uh, run. I actually have that full run of Batman and Robin from Grant Morrison from I think like 2010, 2011. And I really did it like a- it. Uh, I, am wondering like, you know, uh, JJ Abrams, uh, what is it? Um, there you go. I'll give Batman. you a nice, this is
2: why you need the video. I'm going to give you a nice still yeah. shot of the Batman and Robin cover.
0: JJ Abrams, Someday. uh, Batman, the Cape Crusaders is apparently going to Hulu now. So it's like, here, that? you that? Is it's that a cartoon? It's a cartoon. So it's like, you know, well, how is it you're going to have that cartoon when you said you want to do all of this?
2: So I'm saying it's already, he's already backing out of all this, all this, the cartoon has to match the video game, has to match the TV. Like, yeah, when it's convenient, that'll happen. And most of the time probably won't once again. Uh, but again, Grant Morrison it up. I mean, this is a Grant Morrison. I mean, Grant Morrison brought in. I believe he invented the character. I, I, I think I'm, so. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. and did this whole storyline, which I haven't read, which I, is highly regarded. I think you're a fan of it, so I, I maybe you'll give me a what Mark missed, some homework I can do. A good, a good intro. I, lo- I love story. I, I mean, what's weird about it though is send that me the specific book. What I, I will. The it's book? it's just
0: called Batman and Robin from oh, okay. 2011. How many 2000, issues do I have to read? I think it's about thirty something.
2: And is that his day debut or is there another no, issue I need to read? It was, the
0: uh, there was another one. I'll send all you the right, one yes. for Damien, and you, you don't really need to see too much. What's weird about that, though is that that's not Bruce Wayne.
2: Oh, is that Nightwing?
0: Yeah, it's Nightwing. Cause so, this is when
2: Batman disappeared, right? Is yeah, that crossover at with the that? end of, at the end of final crisis? Right. Which is its whole thing that someday we will cover in, in podcast form. Yeah. I'm not sure how, but we will. Uh, all right. So what do you think about this? Just this the, here's what's weird, weird to me. So, okay so do these movies take place in different time periods is Superman Legacy like a, a prequel to the dcu which may, might make more sense or is it we have a universe where Superman is new and Batman is old and if so didn't we just do that we just did that in Bvs where where batman's been around forever and Superman's this new upstart on on the scene so I kind of hope they don't don't do that same dynamic just because we just saw it and I don't need yeah. I don't need that again I liked the kind of the first time I just don't need it again Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what do you think about this? Are you excited?
0: I, I I hope they do it well. I hope they do it well. I mean, what he's would... choosing the right stories to pull films from. I will say that if he's doing All Star Superman, perfect. If he's doing Green Lantern Earth One, perfect. If he's doing um, you know stuff that kind of echoes around Batman Robin, perfect. I just want it to see be done well.
2: All right. Well, me too. Um, I, I I will say if they brought, which I don't think is going to happen. I think I mean, he's Kristen... choosing
0: my favorite books for yeah. specific it's been from very specific that's what i'm rent. saying man so, james gunn
2: is a is a remzo comic fan so yeah we'll i mean we,
0: i think me and him would totally jive with the selection of stories
2: maybe you should write him a letter and try to get a writing damn
0: mr gunn i wrote you but you still don't wrote back what's the <laughs> what's the stand thing slim i tried writing
2: you but you don't write back or Please don't, uh, anyway um so I would be I would what would catch my interest would be if the end of the Flash movie ends with a reveal of Christian Bale Batman being the one in this movie and him taking on some young son after he's he's been around for 20 years. I might find that interesting. I'm not saying it would be good or bad, I, but I would be interesting and it would catch my attention if they did this with George Clooney. I almost feel like they have to do it with an actor that's already been Batman, because otherwise what? I don't need another old Batman that shows up old because we are we just because if so, we'll just keep Affleck. I hope it's not the guy who played Batman you
0: know? Titans, who was also in Game of Thrones, because that was a horrible casting. Who's that? I don't remember his name. What is he, Batman you,
2: Titans? What, what is it? In, in
0: the show Titans, oh, okay. you have your own it, Bruce Wayne. Got you. I know. And never it's saw that. horrible.
2: He's who from Game of Thrones is he?
0: He's the guy that plays uh, Khaleesi's like, right hand man, the old guy who gets burnt alive at the end of the series. That guy plays Batman? That guy just plays Batman. Well, that's weird. It is weird. It's It was oh, not yeah. good.
1: All right. Well, moving on. Moving on to Booster Gold. Tell us about Booster Gold, Mr. Gunn. You see you. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics really popular. Let's stop right here. What are your general thoughts? I I feel
2: like no one can have a mild opinion on Booster Gold. I think you either have to enjoy <laughs> this character or or not be able to stand it. Where do you where do you like? I like Booster Gold. I do too. I like I'll it. I'll admit it. I, like I think
0: this is the one property where it's like if you're gonna make it kind of like Peacemaker, this is where you kind of do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this character was made to be hammed up, so mm-hmm. I, I, I would be very curious. Who would you cast as Booster Gold? Do you have anybody in mind?
0: Yes. Um, Nathan Fillion. Who is he? He's a guy from Firefly. Oh, God. this again.
2: All right. all right. In that case, we're going to move on.
1: Filler Cult Heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present. What about Skinny Bradley Jonah Cooper. Hill? Skinny Jonah Hill.
2: Skinny Joe Bradley. The problem is all the actors I know are like, I don't know anyone young. I know, oh, I know no, actors no, my no, age no. I would older. choose.
0: I would choose uh, Josh Peck.
2: What no, Will Ferrell? Who's will Josh Farrell. Peck? Who are these people?
0: Josh Peck was from Drake and Josh. It was, you, you were you were too old for that show.
1: Yeah. But, will yeah, Ferrell as Booster Gold. Michael so Cena. On. Joe Pesci as Booster Gold. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm time traveling here. And become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series okay. from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl.
2: Oh, geez. Ah, ah, now I don't trust this man at all. Uh, he just said, first of all, Tom King did a Supergirl run.
0: He is Supergirl. When run. Run. the fuck did, did that happen? He, it was right after Adam Strange.
2: Because I feel like they never shut up about Tom King and they never stopped telling me when Tom King is writing something. And how did I not have that hammered into my brain that that existed? How?
0: It was just. It was is it not. me
2: or do they not promote Tom King's superhero stuff as much since his Batman run? They produce that. They promote their stuff. Rorschach was heavily promoted.
0: Well, they gave him Rorschach. Well, they, the Jai Lee situation of the Rorschach covers kind of killed the promotion for that. But he, um, you know, he also wrote an Adam Strange limited series, which my brother Ryan really liked. But uh, no, I, I mean, I, I know about the Supergirl series. Ryan also I likes that.
2: Agents of Shield, so we're which not gonna,
0: is, I mean, Ryan, if you're listening to this, your taste is in question. But um, I still yeah, have the no.
2: offer out there. You join the hundred dollar Patreon, <laughs> I'll watch the whole show. I, that's actually not expensive amount to to, to, to uh, <laughs> I should be charging a lot more
0: i I don't know why Tom King keeps getting these opportunities. I mean, they killed his new Gods movie. They should just let let you know, let sleeping let sleeping dogs lie.
2: I think Tom Cruise is I, I, Tom Cruise <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> if Tom Cruise wrote this book worth uh, the script, I'd be all over it. I think Tom King and Grant Morrison. Are both writers that have done good stuff. Don't get me wrong. They've also done horrendously bad stuff. I think should be mentioned, um, Heroes in Crisis being one of the worst stories that's ever existed. Ever. That, that DC DC and various writers have tried everything they could do to just run away from and pretend didn't happen, but it affected too many things and it did happen. Um so I I don't trust people like James Gunn that are that that only seem to praise Grant Morrison and Tom King Because again, while they're talented writers, they also do a lot of weird stuff for the sake of weird stuff. And it just worries me that there's, a, there's a little too much potential for just like, we're going to, we're going to deconstruct everything and make everything about what, what really is a hero. And like, I, I just feel like that's where with the influences that I'm hearing, that's where things could be going, which is not really what I want. I want I mean, audiences
0: are, are tired of that too. It's one of those reasons yeah. why that's Jupiter- why Tom,
2: that's why Tom Cruise, uh, that's why the new top gun did so well. Cause it's, we're not deconstructing. We're back to Americana and I, yeah. I, you know, it's like, we're back to unapologetic, uh, we kick ass and freedom rules. So I, I think this kind of stuff is like you're 20 years too late. And he's acting like he's he's reinventing superheroes here. It's like, dude, people have been doing this for quite some time now. But anyway,
0: I agree. I mean, that's why Jupiter's legacy died on that. <laughs> Naming
2: more I mean, things, I don't know. Just, people are just.
0: I did an episode talking. about Oh, that's it, right, basically. that shitty show that I didn't watch. Yeah, I mean, it was not. It was not worth your time. It, really Remzo
2: was. doesn't like it. Just stay away, all right? This again. <laughs> this man watched Wonder Woman 1984 three times in the theater voluntarily. That's it's all you because need. Because we to know. were attacked by China, <laughs> and they went ahead and took down the entire
0: entertainment. And you industry. said, "At least I have Gal Gadot." Yeah, it's cabin fever. Like, just from look me. pretty, gal. Just look pretty.
1: All right, let's see what James Gunn is going to tell me about now. Woman of tomorrow, and so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, whereas Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing the last Okay, la- before we get there. What do you think about the Supergirl thing? I don't, I don't I know. I wonder
0: if that. it's gonna be the same chick from Flash.
2: I don't know what to think because on one hand we're re, we're redoing everything and we're bringing in fresh everything and fresh everyone. On the other hand, we have this these other characters that we're just introducing. So I guess he can't say if it's not because that kind of undercuts the girl they already had to be Supergirl. Um. So I guess I guess does this mean that all these other shows are done or do all those the exist? Arrowverse stuff? That stuff's all going to be yeah, done, right? That's, it's all over. It's all over. And uh, what about that Superman and Lois show?
0: Uh, he said he basically said that that has like one or two seasons and then that's over too.
2: All right. So we're going to wind all this shit down and then yeah. incorporate it all to here. All mm-hmm. right. We'll see. Last thing we're going to talk about. I am excited conceptually about what he's talking about right here which is swamp thing i like the
0: swamp thing that came out with never the saw DC universe one it's on hbo max now is it like, there now still yeah it's on D, it's on hbo okay. max it's, it, but it's, it's just one genuinely season right? fucking good yeah it was yeah. i was i thought i really wanted that to continue
2: that i will watch swamp thing is one of my favorite characters of all time in no small part in fact 100 um due to alan moore's amazing saga of the swamp yeah. thing run
1: which as we're about to hear supposedly is an influence on this about a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Okay, see, like, stuff like that, again...
2: It's all about how you do it. But conceptually, I like the idea of, yes, this is such a different tone. He probably shouldn't be like mixing it up with Superman in in these movies, but you can still plant little seeds. Like maybe we see a Constantine here or something like that. And then we also see Constantine, you know, brush aside some other character, in another movie, stuff like that. I'm for I don't necessarily need to see Swamp Thing teaming up with Batman,
1: though. Not right away. Yeah, Absolutely. Anyway, those are the stories anyway. that I can tell you about right now. Ooh, i there's more the DC characters since I was a child. There's more I don't even They're know They're incredibly about. important to me. I knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that— Did he,
2: he didn't mention it here. I feel like I saw it somewhere else that he mentioned that it was influenced by Alan Moore something. But yeah, he didn't mention it in this video, which is weird because it, it went—
0: I think it was in another interview. He went
2: out of his way to mention Grant Morrison and Tom King. Man,
0: I can't wait. Maybe it's because he doesn't want Alan Moore to immediately
2: start shitting on I do want someone writing about me, me swamp thing, and me John Constantine. Make sure the checks arrive promptly. <laughs> Every time I do Alan Moore, he becomes Australian by the
1: end. I don't know He's why.
0: more and more shades of Russell
2: Craig.
1: Put another strip on the Bobby and get me some swamp thing, mate. All right. The director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique. and something special storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those. Well, I hope
2: I I mean that philosophy is a good one. Uh, So I hope that's true. And it's not just about which would explain a lot of his moves because to be honest, you know, if, if, if it was just like fan service and we're keeping Henry Cavill, Cavill only because it's fan service and because he had another agreement, but he doesn't fit the story we're telling, then it probably does make sense as, as to make the tough move and say, we're not using you for this. Maybe we'll use you when we finally do a Crisis on Infinite Earths and we can just kind of blow the wheels off this.
0: Something he said in another interview, which I also did really like, was when he was like, listen, we're not going to start filming a movie before the script is even done. And if that means delaying it, then we're going to delay it. So expect delays. Um, Expect delays. Yeah. Right. But like, I I get that too. And he kind of shits on Marvel and he kind of shits on his experience for Suicide Squad. He's basically like, listen, the studios have too much sway in the, in how the films are done and that we're rewriting the script as we're going half the time. And what we get is these jumbled productions. And that's not going to happen while he's overseeing things. And honestly, I would rather have a movie delayed so that it is actually, completed and films before they start doing what they have black Adam where they, you know, that came out in like October and they were chopping it up until like August. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Jamesy. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, I think what else that bothers me about James Gunn is that he looks like
2: he's the manager at my local Starbucks. And that just, he has the he has the the Starbucks physiognomy physiognomy. I, Nothing I, I wrong don't. with working at Starbucks, by the way. I'm just saying there's a certain type of person that works at Starbucks, and James Gunn is. Is the male version of that person. He's a little he doesn't have a nose ring or purple hair, so he probably would be more of a management level, but he still has the same vibe. He's
0: conservative punk rock, and I I always (laughs) kind of rubs me the wrong way because it's like you want to relate to me. You want to seem edgy, but I mean, he's not doing anything unique. Oh, a shared cinematic universe. Not unique. Oh, we're going to deconstruct superheroes. Not unique. Oh, we're going off of newer stories. Marvel has almost exclusively been picking things up that were published after 2003 since the stage one of the MC All this shit has
2: been in Remzo era, all these movies. Yeah,
0: like, you know, it's not, I, I don't see any of this and think, wow, that's brand new. Other than the guy that is in the video game and in the cartoon is also going to be in the movie. That, that's new, but I wouldn't even say, wow, that excites me. I'm like, okay, like, like I someone that's not that going to buy a game,
2: like I'm not going to go buy some Justice League game just because the fucking Batman is in the in like, you know, like yeah, you're going to buy the games or not
0: own a play. I don't own a game system. I'm yeah, saying I don't, even, I don't, saying, I don't play games, so they're not going to
2: own any of that. they're not going to get someone who's not going to already get the game to suddenly become a gamer or go play a game just because just because of a voice. If anything, someone that's already going to get the game might be like, oh, sweet. This is also the guy that plays Batman. But they're, it's not going to change your who's buying yeah, the that, game. That's Come not on. like I don't I don't understand the necessity of it. No, it's, it seems like it just a, something he wants to say, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and then whatever. Because he's Thank grasping. You every- right. Well, let's see. He's wrapping it up here.
1: Everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you it was. because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much.
2: I know he does seem excited. He just seems genuinely excited.
0: I probably if I could be, write be my own fucking Superman movie. You better believe I'd be excited too. Yeah.
2: So I believe, yeah. I believe him on that. I just, uh, what I don't, I don't believe, I don't disbelieve his intentions. I believe his intentions are to create a coheres, cohesive, awesome, definitive universe that we've been lacking for so long in DC. I think part of it too, is it's, it's for people like us, it's coming across the heels of like, almost getting the Snyderverse back. And then like feeling like we might even get, maybe we'll even get those sequels. And then, and then it's like, and then we see Henry Cavill and we start to see the possibilities open up again. And then suddenly Affleck is back in, uh you know, back in the flash movie and back, you know, back as Batman and, and Aquaman. So we think, okay, the gangs are all around. Why wouldn't they just do a justice league sequel Snyderverse style? And then right when you're thinking, thinking that right when you see Henry Cavill back on screen, James Gunn comes in. At, at, it's like the meme of the grim reaper at the door. It's like the, I think that, I think that is a meme of James Gunn. It's like, yeah. The, the, it's like The Rock, uh, Henry Cavill, like uh, Gal Gadot or whatever. So uh, I think that's just like, but at the same time, the DCEU was kind of a mess in terms of its interconnectivity. Um, it, And unless they were going to go full Snyderverse and actually just hand in the reins, I think some kind of reset does make sense, especially when they're doing this Flash Flashpoint movie. What better time to actually tie it into a story so you can still say this stuff, this stuff mattered, everything matters. You can still say that stuff happened it just got rewritten when the flash did this and they can always, they can always say like fucking blue beetle takes place before the flash or Aquaman two takes place before the flash, whatever, you know, that, that's yeah. probably what they'll end up doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I question the lineup, but you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to, I I'm ambivalent towards it. I'm just upset with how they're handling it, but ultimately what's going to be a test is their first project, which on the outset, Should not be creatures, commandos, it should be Superman Legacy, and that's it. Like, I'm not (laughs) creature
2: commandos, I don't know how
0: I don't know how to base an entire new cinematic universe based off that. Because, I mean, if they're saying it starts a flashpoint, technically, doesn't it start with Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom? That's the weird thing, too. I mean, this is not, this is not, I mean, this is starting a race and falling flat on your face.
2: That's the weird thing about how it starts. He's like, oh, we're starting a f- flesh slate with uh, with the Flash movie, and then we have Aquaman 2, and then we have Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, and then we really start a fresh slate with Creature Commandos. You're like, so wh- which is it? Uh, it? Obviously, we know the real story. It's just that they already made those movies, and they have to put them out, and they're not going to eat another Batgirl, so they're just they're just putting them out. So that's the way it is, and he has to kind of work around that. That's what it really comes down to. So I'll judge him on what he actually puts out there at the end of the day. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm probably, I don't know if I'll even judge him on Creature Commandos. I'll just judge the decision to start with it i'll judge him most uh mostly on how i mean the 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 superman movie is going to be the big test we've already seen what he does in the waller verse era section of things we know that's kind of got its own vibe um i expect the show to be similar uh in sort of in feel and then creature commandos whatever that's his own weird cartoon thing superman is going to tell us like what are you doing here you know what are you doing here where are you going with this i'm excited in the sense i want to see a good superman movie and he's shown me good movies before, so I, I think he's capable of it. Um, we know he's capable of making some good films. We just don't know if he's capable of overseeing all these films while still being his own director, on, overseeing himself on certain projects. I mean,
0: he's he's going to outdo Feige because Feige's not a writer. Feige's not a director. Yep, Feige no. is an is a expert producer. But we even yes. see now that even he could be stretched.
2: Well, yeah, you, you oversee like 35 projects over the next eight years. Of, yeah. And then suddenly you're not, you're not, your hands aren't in it and things get weird. And then you get She-Hulk and then you yeah. get Feige Bot or whatever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, over, if you had to, okay, if you had to rate your overall interest in the slate of films coming on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate them? Six. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven. I'm, I'm, I'm. I I can tell you what my what the ones
0: I am eager to see are. Okay. It's Superman legacy because Mm -hmm. that if you don't have a good Superman movie, especially if he's gonna be the heart of your universe, you you don't have I'm sorry, it's a failure to launch. It has to be Superman. Even for people who are not Superman fans, it starts and ends with Superman. And then it's lanterns because I as somebody who am not a Green Lantern fan love that green Ant, that green lantern earth one storyline i think there's so much good in it that if he does it the way he, he build it as could potentially be a really like groundbreaking show yeah I think and then I'm- everything else i'm just really blah about
2: I'm actually most interested for the same reason, Superman Legacy, and then after that, the two I'm most interested in after that are Brave and the Bold because I am just curious how they handle the whole thing, um, how they introduce a Damian, and how they explain I'm just Batman's supposed, history because
0: we're going to have that, but we're still going to have the Batman too. So it's like if I don't like that, I can just go over to Batman.
2: I guess that's the nice thing. So if yeah. the other Batman you are like, well, I'll just pretend this is my, this is Pattinson's my Batman, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Swamp Thing because. I love Swamp Thing, and if he, if he's really is somewhat Alan Moore inspired, uh, I'm you know I'm curious what they do with it, and I'm curious how they how they do this thing of it's not connected to the main stories, but it will be interconnected in some way. So if, if done right, that could be really awesome, and it could also be just a complete disaster. So I guess that's what that's what makes my interest so high in it. Yeah, we, I'm, not, already, I'm not excited. Already... I can't say eight, tanks, ten. I'm not super excited, but I'm I'm very interested. Let's put it that way. Especially as we start getting casting rumors and stuff yeah, like that. like I'm not gonna pay to watch Shazam too. I'm not. No, and, right. I'm uh, with you in solidarity. On yeah, like I'll, I'll HBO watch Max, this. I will wait for you.
0: Yeah, like I'm not going to do that. I, I'm, I'll i go see Flashpoint, but I i don't even know how I feel about Aquaman The Last Kingdom.
2: Flashpoint I like- might be the only movie I, I watched in the theaters this year uh, uh, yeah. for the rest of the year. I, I don't even know if I'm going to go. If I do go see Marvels in the theater, it will be exclusively just be so I can do this review for our patrons because that's how much we love them. So I, yeah, I may I, do it for I, that I reason. I would
0: rather go see Cocaine Bear, but I think I learned about that too too far. I don't even think it's playing anymore in theaters, but yeah, I think it's just going to be
2: Flashpoint. That's it. I don't need to watch Cocaine Bear. I live Cocaine Bear. All <laughs> right. That's all I have to say. Uh, Remzo, as we wrap up here, why don't you tell everybody, uh, you know, stuff they need to know. How can they give us money? Oops. See this live. You could have seen this live. You're a patron, for example.
0: Folks, go ahead and you could see our smoldering good looks over on YouTube at Second Brand Comics Podcast over there and please while you're at it go ahead and help support keep this community going keep the fun moving keep everything jiving over at patreon.com slash second print pod we've got uh claire continues tales from the it pile okay so the runs we've got the degenerate panel over from my old podcast on the run of friends and martinez which has completely done the multiverse shift over we went ahead into a full hour plus episode over well, you know, don't call it a reboot because we've been here for years. And, um, you know, we've got Remzo versus DCEU where I'm almost done with the DCEU era of uh, DC films and so much more. I've got a graphic novel I got to go ahead and send out to somebody tomorrow. I mean, so many different levels, so many different ways. you have been listening to the last couple of months, you know, that we've had patrons who produce episodes. So come on, sit back, relax and let us entertain you. And if nothing else. It's sweet. It's simple. It's music to your ears. It's read comics and change, and change the, the world. world. Good night, America. Adios.